Hey everyone, welcome to the Alexandra Show. I'm so excited about today's guest. We have Tony Gentlecore on, who is a renowned trainer and strength coach. And his self-proclaimed description is when he's not picking things up and putting them down himself, he trains people to do the same at his studio core located here in Boston, Massachusetts. He also contributes to some of the top fitness magazines and websites around the world, as well as traveling around the world to train other trainers. So we're going to get into some of the nitty gritty about his business, talk about some of the parallels between our business, which I think there are many, and uh, hopefully share a couple laughs. I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome. I was going to wear my beanie too, but I yeah, felt like I, o- I always wear it. So then rock I was on. like, do I need to be different? Like, no, rock it on. Right, I'm like, is, my hair is like my look. scarily filthy. So that's why I'm wearing mine. Well, I, my, mine as well, of course. <laughs> yeah. You haven't watched it in like a week, have you? Uh, it's probably pretty close to accurate, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So welcome, Tony. I'm yes. so excited that we are finally doing this. Um, you have been at the top of my list for people I wanted to have on my podcast. So I'm so thrilled that you're taking the time to do this with me. So thank yes. you for being here. Well, you know, I, I it's my pleasure to chat and I've, I've been looking forward to this as well. I was, you know, I know how we are in person. So I was I was curious how what the what the podcasting was going to be like <laughs> yeah. as well. So one of the things so, I think that Tony is referring to there is that when we are in person, there are a lot of random dance moves between sets, mostly on my end. But once in a while, when I hit a PR, Tony does bust out some real stellar moves. So unfortunately, you guys won't be able to see those over the podcast. But maybe we'll do a follow up video. Hit us up if you think it's a good idea. Totally. Well, let's jump on in and find out. So I'm going to start with sharing with everyone with how I found you because similar Mm -hmm. to me, your business is also based on referrals. And I always love the stories about how people end up with their people, you know, and how you kind of find your tribe. And I was taking care of a client who um, was for one of my best friends and colleagues, Sally, who she was on maternity leave. And I took one of her clients, care of one of her clients, Stephanie, who we started talking. And I I always tell hairstylists, it's really important to be multifaceted because you're going to connect with different people about different things. So like some of my clients know me as a weightlifter. Some of my clients, you know, like there's different elements of my personality that all my clients know me as depending on what it, you know, we like to talk about. And so we got to talking about working out and I was saying that I was struggling with my current, you know, workout regimen and, you know, couldn't, I had a good trainer and then, you know, couldn't find another good one and was just kind of feeling stuck. And so she started telling me about you. And at the time you were working, you know, far outside the city. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can't make that drive. Yeah, not but make I was like, let drive. me, yeah. Yeah. No. So she's like, she's like, you know, pointed me to your website and I checked out your website and just immediately like the tone of your writing, everything. I was like, Oh, this guy sounds like he's good at what he does and is like super relatable. So I was like, Perfect. So I shot you an email like, Hey, I heard you might be coming close to the city. Like holler at me when you do. And then it turned out you were coming. Oh, I like- think it was, it might've been like that week I was, cause, uh, you know, as you, as you noted, my, my previous facility, it was like 25 miles West of Boston. Yeah. I mean, so she literally you, told me the town and I was like, come again. I, I actually, yeah, I, I wasn't familiar yeah. with it. <laughs> that's what most people, that's what most people's reactions are. Um, so yeah, you weren't going to make that trip. I'm not that good. Right. <laughs> um, so I, but I think, uh, when you reached out to me, I was like, Hey, as it happens, like I'm, I'm actually transitioning to uh, a studio in Brookline, um, which is way closer for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we started training well. shortly thereafter. And I think this fall, it'll be five years. Yeah. It's nuts. 
which is crazy. crazy. Time yes. flies. And we've definitely been. I'm been... married now with a kid and you're engaged. And yes. like, when we first started, none of that. Well, I mean, I, I had, I, I was living with my then, you know, girlfriend yes. who's not my wife, but yeah. Um, it's crazy. Who yeah. PS five years. On. I also recorded a podcast with, and she's yes. on. <laughs> she's Hers is airing before wait, yours. Wait. <laughs> but yeah. So at the time, like I knew, obviously you were established in what you were doing, but I didn't, when I first started training with you, realize kind of what a big deal you are within the mm. industry. And so then the longer I started training with you and I would, you know, talk to people about you and they're like, Oh, you train with Tony Gentlecore. And then I started getting like a oh, little, boy. like proud of it. You know, I was like, Oh yeah, I trained with Tony. Like you totally, you don't know who he is. Like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, you know, how, you know how I am whenever you bring this up. Yes. Uh, Cause I He's don't, very- I don't view myself as a celebrity. Uh, right. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a strength coach that happens to do some writing and I, I can write coherent sentences and it's a little <laughs> okay. bit funny. And, right. but I, I, I identify as a personal trainer, strength coach. I don't view myself as a celebrity and, and, but I mean, I'm not, it's not lost to me that I'm a known name in my neck of the woods. Right. Uh, right. you know, and yeah, it, it, and believe me, it's always very flattering and, and cool when people recognize me or like, or like in your case, like people hear that, yo, you work with me like, Oh, wow. That's really cool. Like, you know, was he like in person? Like, who was right. He? Right. No, I, they, I, I doubt they do that, but, right. um, but you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, it's just my personality. I don't, I, I it's like, I kind of roll my eyes at the whole fitness celebrity component, which is weird. Cause now, you know, given social media nowadays and Instagram and people wanting to be influencers and, uh, I, I still roll my eyes at that. Like, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, totally. but, well, but certainly it's a nice compliment. Yeah. Well, and I think also that's what, like that in and of itself is actually what makes you relatable, you know, because, <laughs> because you, you get it and you're there for the right reasons Sure. and you're not there to be a celebrity. Like you're mm-hmm. there to get results for your clients. And that's why you have such a loyal following. And that's why you have people that do look up to you because you're there for the right reasons. And that's what makes you appealing. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's exactly how I hope to come across. So I'm glad that that is the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one of uh, your, one of your quotes, I think I, I, I always find parallels between uh, personal training and hairstylist because there's so many similarities in the industries. You know, it's often a job that you're doing under the umbrella of someone else's business, but you're running mm-hmm. a business within that business. And there's similar, you know, routes around that. Like there's big gyms with employees, there's big salons with employees, but then there's, you know, people who have their own little studio. So there's just a lot of parallels. And so one of your quotes that I use a lot in my class that is relevant at this moment and whenever I'm teaching classes is that the, oh, the act of giving a shit yeah, what is the quote, Alexandra? The act of giving a shit. Oh my God, I'm going to like totally flub it now. The act of giving a shit. What is it is important and people know it when they see it. And the quote is actually, the act of giving a shit is profound and people know it when they see it. It's so funny how sometimes when you're on the spot and you forget like one of your actual favorite quotes, uh, but there it is. Yeah. I mean, people can sense a bullshitter. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I see it all the time on, on social media. It's like, you can, you can smell the, the Instagram PhDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, as compared to like an actual fitness professional, but just off right. like the exercises they spout off or the programs. It's like, cause usually no, no sane person will do, will be able to pull off some of the programs that that Instagram PhD is saying, yeah, do this. Uh, right. Cause they're just, they're completely asinine and like, 
they're just there for likes and, and half the time too, like the, the exercises that they're posting and, and, and discussing are not the stuff that they did to actually get themselves into that kind of shape. And so, yeah, but I, I I always say, you know, our, our industries are both service industries Mm -hmm. and it it isn't about us. It's about the people who pay our bills. Totally. So, um, and that's just how I've always approached it. Like, it's, you know, I want to, I want to make my clients happy. I mean, certainly they're coming to me because I have expertise in an area that they're looking to improve. And, you mm-hmm. know, I am quote unquote the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it, it is about them. And it, you know, yeah. I, I need to kind of lean into some of their uh, likes and dislikes and, you mm-hmm. know, respect that, you know, not everyone wants to deadlift two times body weight or anything. I mean, kind of though. (laughs) I mean, I always think that's a cool, I mean, you know, I, 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 I I tend to be a little bit more biased to the strength and performance of things. And usually when people have that as intent as the background of their training, the aesthetic stuff just kind of naturally happens anyway, Um, assuming that their diet is on point and all that stuff. Right. right. But, um, but yeah, I think, like the, you know, make like putting your client first and having that be the focus instead of you t- totally comes through in your business because not only in the actual training you do, but how you make someone feel. Cause again, another similarity is we're dealing with people's insecurities, right? And so mm-hmm. stuff that could be uncomfortable for people. And yeah. even at your level of expertise, you never ever make someone feel like if they don't know how to do something, it's like they're stupid or less than, or, you know, you have just such a great approach when you're dealing with your clients and, um, you know, pre-COVID, Tony has a studio in Brookline and he was doing kind of group, uh, semi-private training. Yep. Right. So you'd have, yep. I, I mean, usually like between three and what, six people in the studio? Uh, three and five? Six would be crowded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my studio, as you know, is, is the size of most people's living rooms. Yeah. Um, 500 square feet. So home base for me is usually two to four. Um, two to three kind of being that well, three kind of being the average and four, mm-hmm. there's usually like a little bit of spillover hour to hour. So as like two clients are transitioning towards the end of their training session, like two clients will show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, generally speaking, three to four pre COVID was pretty yeah. standard. Yeah. And it was such a great model because one, you get to kind of maximize your time, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. And every client is working their individual program that you've created for them kind of in the same space. And you're kind of, you know, people have autonomy, but then you're kind of going and helping each person, whoever might need help in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it was really awesome because it creates such a great community, you know? And so even though you're doing personal training, you're meeting all these other people who have similar interests. And, you know, I met a lot of fantastic people just through your community, which is so wonderful. And And I'm very fortunate for that, 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 um, that I have really cool clients. I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to say that I, I'm like the, you know, the, the common factor. I mean, there's, there is a degree of that. Like, right, I think right. like, I mean, I, as you also know, I'm very much an introvert, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not an introvert when I'm, when I'm coaching, I kind of have right. to, there's a little bit of, of acting, so to speak, but you know, the music's blaring, people are lifting heavy things and I, you're mm-hmm. very right. You're right on point that, uh, you know, in that, in that, in that environment, you, you get people who have, uh, um, like a like-minded goal, um, that it, no, everyone just kind of feeds off the energy, which, which I love. And that's kind of what I, what I'm after is just people like showing up, getting after it, listening to cool music and kind of cheering each other on. 
Yeah, every once in a while we might debate on music, but I think well, that's- well you and I like you're you're you know your rap. We both love rap. Yeah, totally. Uh, I just you're like more, you're I more well versed like in it. I was I'm more throw in- I'm one more nineties, and yeah, you are I was too. I know you are. Like, but- I am, but I'm not as well versed in it. I was going to throw in some like Wu Tang trivia just to wow everyone. Uh, well, I mean, it might be a little uh, now. Now that I have a four year old, my Wu Tang knowledge is pretty limited. It's, it's I have little, to keep yeah. it. I have to keep it PG in the household. Um, yeah, I think but, my uh, favorite when the moment, I mean, I, I always kind of knew we, ha- you know, had similar hip hop, but then it varied at some point. And <laughs> at one point we were doing deadlifts on a hex bar. So people can envision that with chains on them. And so Tony has these weighted chains that you put on the, on the hex bar to lift it up. And so I was doing that with two chains on it. And I was like, two chains. And, Tony and I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, she, I'm like, yeah, it's two chains. Me with like, a blank stare. And I was like, oh my God, you literally don't. I was like, I could appreciate you not knowing his music or whatever. You literally don't even know who two chains is. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, there's two chains on there. What? Like, why, why are you being weird? Like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's actually a perfect example of the dichotomy of our, our musical yeah, taste. Yeah. That's about where, where it differs. <laughs> Um, but how, so you've had like a really awesome career in the business. So how did you, how did you get interested in fitness first? And then what was your journey to arrive to where you are oh now? Oh boy. Um, it's a long one. You know, it's No, it's not a long one. It's just, it's a very weird one because no one in my immediate family is really health conscious. Uh, so I just, for whatever reason, early in my life, I gravitated towards lifting weights. I mean, a lot of that, I think, stemmed from the fact that I was a very active kid and I played a lot of sports. And then at some point, you know, I was like, hey, I want to play baseball. I want to play baseball past high school. You know, I think lifting weights will probably help me perform better yeah. on, the, on the baseball field. Um, so I just kind of naturally gravitated towards lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my, my parents bought me my first weight set when I was 13. Yeah. Um, and I just followed along with that poster, whatever poster it came with is what I, yeah. I did. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then of course, you know, I grew up, my, my formative years were the eighties and nineties. So I grew up watching a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester yeah. Stallone movies. And so a lot of commando, a lot of predator, a lot of Rambo. Yeah. Um, my mom would probably, uh, I, I couldn't even tell you how many times I watched those movies. Oh my gosh. So that, so I think that, that kind of fed the, yeah. the, the inner meathead in me, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, and then, you know, I, I was, I was fortunate enough to play, uh, at the collegiate level of baseball. And then once I was done playing baseball, I was like, oh, I actually have to get a degree in something. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was this close to becoming a health teacher. Mm. Um, I did my, my student, uh, teaching placement in both the high school level and the middle school level. I, I actually had to teach 13 year olds, uh, sex ed, um, oh. So that was it must have been an interesting chapter that, in your that journey. Was a, that was a dark time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no you one know. wants to be in that room. Uh, so, not the teacher. No, not the students. It, no it was, you know, it, it w- I think it would have been a fine career, but right, thankfully, right. I also had a concentration, uh, health wellness promotion, which required mm-hmm. me to do uh, an internship, um, and I got one at a, at a at a corporate gym in the summer of 2002. And uh, just outside Syracuse, New York, and um, mm-hmm. I did it for three months, and they hired me right out of the gate. So my first job uh, post college was at, in a corporate gym, uh, mm-hmm. basically being a personal trainer on 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 
retainer more or less. Like I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't an hourly employee. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if I, if someone came in, they worked with me for a session, I was there kind of for everyone. Mm-hmm. So if they came into the gym, they wanted to train, like I would train them. Mm. Um, and then that of course kind of bled into, um, you know, getting on internet forums and mm-hmm. reading more, reading more of like, um, you know, strength and conditioning research and like, mm. you know, connecting with people, uh, in various forums and, uh, I came across Eric Cressy. He and I became uh, really good friends online. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who aren't familiar with him, he's a, you know, if, if I consider myself kind of like a, a B-list celebrity in the fitness industry, <laughs> like he, he's like, he would be like a George Clooney. I'm like a Clive okay. Owen. Like <laughs> that, that's kind of like the analogy I use, like a known yeah. actor, like a really yeah. like, you know, sound actor, but not George Clooney. Yeah. Um, so he and I ended up becoming roommates in, in mm-hmm. both Connecticut. Uh, we worked at a, a gym together there and we both moved to Boston. Uh, and then we opened up Cressy Sports Performance with Pete Dupuy. Um, and I was, that was, I, that's where I was for eight years. So wow. and that, and that's a really well-known uh, facility. There's one up here in Boston and then one down in Jupiter or on um, West Palm Gardens now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's more or less kind of the trajectory yeah. trajectory in my career and and now I'm at you know like like just uh, I'm training uh semi private in in Brookline and mm-hmm. looking to expand and grow into a larger space at some point um, yeah so you know and, and yeah go ahead and so kind of that whole time were you have you been writing that whole time like how did that no, lead actually, into you know that's a funny story too because I well not funny funny to me of course everyone else like yeah whatever um, <laughs> yeah that I had no aspirations of, of writing in mm-hmm. high school or college. Like I, I often joke that if my, if my 11th grade English teacher knew that I was a, like a, a paid writer, she'd probably <laughs> yeah. have like, I, I'd be like the, the beacon of her, of her work. I'd be like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you know, I, I actually don't even know how I started doing. It. I think I started with honestly with emails. I mm-hmm. mean, I just, I just, writing emails helped me become a better writer. And then mm-hmm. you know, once I started reading more in um, strength and conditioning and like exercise physiology, I was like, Oh, like this article on squat technique, like I, I could write this, but make it a little bit more entertaining, a little mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. enjoyable to read. And um, so I started kind of playing around with that and submitting articles to various, well, I mean, well, first of all, writing for free for a number of years, right. Um, is certain, uh, websites would would want content so they would they would you know you would they would publish your content which was i mean gave you a little bit of prestige yeah uh, so little street cred mm-hmm. and then eventually that that, that i graduated to, to paid content with mm-hmm. uh testosterone magazine and men's health and women's mm-hmm. health and stuff like that so um and then obviously my own my own website like that yeah. that's where i did the bulk of my writing was you know on that like almost almost four to five times a week, I was posting something. Mm-hmm. Um, when I actually, before I, I had a girlfriend and a kid, like I was, yeah. that's all I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not writing as much now. I mean, I still yeah. do a fair amount, but, totally. um, but, uh, yeah. And as you noted earlier, my style is very, um, notable in terms of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm not scared to throw in pop culture references and totally. be a little bit funny. And, um, you know, this, the content can be somewhat dry, uh, when you're talking about how to improve, you know, scapular upward rotation or how, how you're trying right. to, you know, program around back pain, 
you know, yeah. it's not, it's not the most enjoyable, like, Oh, uh, but so I, I just try to, you know, make it, make it more readable. <laughs> totally. Well, and you totally accomplish it for all you guys listening, go to Tony gentlecore.com T O N Y G E N T I L C O R E.com and check out his writing because it, it, even as someone who's, you know, not a fitness professional reading your writing, it's so approachable and it's so digestible and like, it's just funny, <laughs> you yeah. know, like well, it's infotainment. The, that's, that's what, that was the yeah. my first editor at T nation. When I submitted my first article, he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, there, no, I like this. I like your style. Um, and I, and he, I remember it verbatim. He's like, you know, people want to be informed, but they also want to be entertained. Right. So, and I, and I just kind of latched onto that. I was like, Oh, I can, I can do that. Like, totally. So, well, and it I, makes I, you retain the information. Sure. <laughs> you know, cause if you're just reading dry stuff, I mean, we've all been in those classes where you like read the same page 20 times because you can't, yeah. it's like not sticking, you know? So yeah, that's really awesome. And then how did you, so you, you did a lot of like free content for, for years and, yep. you know, as someone who does also create content, I know like how. I'm always asking you over the years, I'm like, how do you do this? Like, how do you have the energy to create all of this? It's so, and I know you said, you know, obviously with life circumstances, it, it changes. Yeah, that's so, changed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, and I, I get asked by many fitness professionals, mm-hmm. like how, how I, how I was able to come up with content or be so prolific uh, mm-hmm. in quotations. Like, cause I, I mean, I was putting out uh, at one point I was putting out a, a boatload of content. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and a lot of it was just, you know, through my clients, you know, conversations mm-hmm. with them, like they would ask me questions and I'd be like, oh, I bet there's other people who are wondering why, why is strength training good for fat loss? Right. Uh, you know, or, or why, why is, why would you pick a back squat over a front squat or why do you know my shoulder hurts, but this exercise doesn't make it hurt. So why is mm-hmm. that? So, you know, I would just make those into articles because I figured yeah. well, there's other people probably wondering the same thing. Totally. Uh, not to mention, I just, I'm, uh, used to be a voracious reader. Like I still read quite a bit, but again, mm-hmm. as you said, life circumstances kind of prevent that yeah. from happening as much yeah. as I want it to, to be. But um, so then, you know, all the right, all the reading I would do, I, you know, I would, I would basically be inspired by uh, other stuff that I read and say, well, here's my take on this topic mm-hmm. uh, and just go that route. So, um, or, you know, certainly the news as well. Like, you know, the internet is rife with, mm-hmm bullshit <laughs> uh so you know but but yet but it, but also i mean there's a lot of stuff that i disagree with mm-hmm. uh, in the in the fit health and fitness space but it's important mm-hmm. to note that you can't just like bark at an issue and not provide right. an answer absolutely um, you know oh this is stupid or that's stupid or so-and-so is stupid mm-hmm. like you you need to provide okay okay that's fine you can have that opinion but mm-hmm. why and what is the alternative Totally. Um, so, and I had to learn that by just with, you know, maturity and experience, like early right. in my writing career, I was all like, Oh, so, so stupid, or this is stupid. And <laughs> yeah. now I, I, I don't do that at all. Like yeah. I, I might disagree with something. Oh, I can just kind of see where they're coming from on this point, mm-hmm. but here's kind of how I would approach it. What's worked mm-hmm. for me. Um, so yeah, you know, people tend to like that. Yeah, well, absolutely. And the other thing, I think part of the reason that you're also so well-known within the fitness community is because you teach other trainers. Sure. That's a part of your, yeah. that's a part of your career, which is, you know, you've traveled the world doing that. Yes. Um, that is, yeah. That's another, like, what the hell, like, if you would have told me that at 16, that, I'd yeah. be like, that I'd be traveling the world to, um, you know, basically like coach other trainers yeah, uh, I never, I, yeah, I never, I never, and I mean, I didn't get on my first plane until I was 30. 
Wow. Um, is not, I mean, I don't know what that says about me, but. <laughs> no, that's just crazy. But then well, you certainly that, made up for it then in the last well, decade. Yeah, going, going from that to now, it's like, you know, I've, I've presented in Australia and all over Europe and all over North America. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's cool. Like, it's, and it, it, it's certainly, you know, obviously that took a hit last year, of course, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to, to, to coming back to my life at some point. Uh, yeah, I do. I do miss it. Yeah, definitely. Well, actually, one of the things that Lisa, your wife and I talked about um, the other day was being able to understand information to a point to be able to explain it to other people is yeah. such a skill set. Um, yeah, it's um, I think a lot of it's experience, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, what's the saying? Like, if you can't if you can't explain it to a seven year old or if you can't mm-hmm. write it on a napkin, you're making it too complicated. Yeah. I, I, I think I have a knack of that. Like I can, Mm -hmm. I can take somewhat complicated topics and make them relatable and make sense. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but again, that's just, I I mean, that just comes with repeated exposures to the same material. Um, I mean, I've been coaching close to 20 years now, so it's like, yeah, uh, you're like, well, if I don't understand it now, it would be Oh, but but there's a lot I forget. I don't know. I don't right. know if it's the case in your industry, but like I'll reread something I wrote like five years ago. I'll be like, holy mm-hmm. shit, I've totally forgot about that. Like, yeah, I, I forget a lot too. Um, yeah, but uh, I think the fact that I'm still, I still coach people. Like I feel for me to stay sharp, um, that mm-hmm. comes from actually coaching in person clients. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I'm still coaching. You know, even even prior to COVID, I was. I mean, I'm coaching twenty hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so you know that that of course helps keep me sharp. Yeah, definitely. Well, even too, I mean, for me, a lot of times it's mentoring people in the salon. You know, mm-hmm. like I love having someone new come in because when I'm forced to then really think critically about what I'm doing and not, I mean, I hate to say autopilot because it's not autopilot. You're always thinking about it, but to think more critically about what you're doing Mm -hmm. to be able to explain it to someone versus just doing it is such a different level, and it re-inspires me when I'm able to do that. Yeah. And, um, something that, again, this is pre COVID (laughs) now there's limitations on the number of people that can be in the gym and everything, but something that I saw you do over the years, which I thought was so cool is you would invite other trainers in just to come observe. And, and it's interesting to me because in my industry, there's a lot of salons that will do that and they charge an exorbitant amount of money to Mm. come shadow someone. And I understand why they do it because it's a lot, it, it's more work, you know, but you took this totally different approach to it, which I think is so incredible. So you invite someone who, you know, doesn't even like, you know, maybe you never met. I think I'm understanding, like maybe they, you know, follow you on Instagram. They reached out to you. They work at another gym. They want to come check out and see how you work with your clients and they'll come in and just kind of shadow you all, you know, for Uh, a day. I mean, my clients, are very used to that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not uncommon, you know, up, up until last year, it wasn't uncommon that at least once a week, yeah. maybe every other week to have one or two people in there. You know, it's funny, like, like you would walk in mm-hmm. and there'd just be like two random people standing yeah. there. <laughs> hey! <laughs> like, hey, like and that wasn't, I mean, they, my clients just take it with like a normal, it's just a normal circumstance. Yeah. And I, of course I would make an introduction and mm-hmm. then, you know, but that is, that's, you're right. That's, that's usually what ends up happening is someone will email me and say, Hey, um, I'm so-and-so I'm, uh, maybe I'm in the Boston area or I'm coming through Boston. I would love mm-hmm. to, um, you know, stop by and shadow you for a couple hours. And, and Boston is a very, um, um, 
on what's the word I'm looking for congested area for yeah. top quality strength and yep. conditioning. So there usually people like go to Cressy sports performance. They'll go to Mike Boyle's place. They'll come to mine. And then there's, there's several other like great coaches and gyms in the area that, that like people will just kind of like spend a day at each. Um, yep. I view number one, I view it as a compliment. Like, mm-hmm. of course, like I, yeah, come in and deserve. Like I, I, I love that. Um, and yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't charge for that. I feel like that's a bit, weird. Yeah, I do <laughs> remember there's some, at some there's point. Some, there's some gyms I've heard of that, that same in your case, like they'll, they'll say, okay, yeah, you can come in. Um, but it'll be like a, you know, there was a surcharge or whatever to come mm. in and, and observe, mm-hmm. you know, there's proprietary information. Um, yeah. there's really nothing proprietary what I do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, what's proprietary is maybe my approach or maybe the mm. cues I use or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, a squat is a squat is a squat. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, so well, I've heard, of, I've heard of some, some gyms, like they'll, they'll charge a rate, they'll charge a rate, but the, it'll go towards charity, which is fine. I think yeah, that's a good okay. idea. That's cool. um, but, but me personally, no, I wouldn't, I would never charge somebody to come in and mm-hmm. observe and shadow for a few hours or a day. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I, I, I view it as a compliment and, uh, and I'm an open book. Like yeah. you want know, to, you want to come in, you know, there, you know, it becomes where it becomes work is if, yeah, you get the person that's just incessantly asking questions while I'm coaching. I was like, and right. I gotta be like, Hey, I'm coaching. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's, yeah. there's a difference. Um, well, I was going to say, I think at one point there was a trend of people bringing in donuts or other. Oh yeah. Uh, I love it. Well, Lisa, Lisa didn't <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I said, maybe I said, yeah, payment was bringing me like a half dozen donuts yeah. or something. <laughs> So I, I would always show up at, you know, at night with like a, a box of donuts and Lisa would be like, yes. oh, oh why Get can't it be here. like, you know, you know, then I maybe change it to like beef jerky because yeah. it's a little, little healthier, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. I missed that. Well, I think, <laughs> I think it's, it speaks also to kind of what we opened with and your ego and your humbleness, right? Because I, similarly in my industry, people want to keep everything like really close to their chest. Cause they think if I tell everyone what I do, then they're going to take it and they're going to steal my clients. And it's like, the reality of it is one, there's always going to be more clients than there are trainers or hairstylists, right? Like, so there will always be more of them than us. And if you're comfortable and confident in, in your skills and know that you offer something special, no one can steal that from you. Yeah. You know, uh, because yeah, I agree. right. <laughs> they can't steal it from you. Even if someone comes in and, you know, I told you this, like people when at, at the gym where I work out, you know, on the days I'm not with you and Wait, I've what? Had... <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But when I go to the gym and I'm, I'm working your program and there was one trainer there who would always, you know, he was always there when I was there. And one day he came over and like asked to see my program. <laughs> like This was years, <laughs> a couple of years ago. And I was like, Oh, what is this weird? Like, am I in it at the time? It was like a paper program. Yeah. And I was like, am I allowed to show him this? Like, this is so yeah, weird. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. I know, but it's even like, even if he took a picture of that and gave someone else that program, like it still would never be you, you know? So yeah. Like what's unique is like the delivery, I suppose is totally kind of what we're after. Totally. Yeah. And over the years I've seen you too, you really have, um, such an incredible focus for training strong women. Mm, and I love, tra- I, I love training women. I yeah, really do. And, 
I always tell you like your wife is like the perfect, <laughs> she's the perfect um, advertisement for you because like, holy cow. Uh, um, well, you know, I, I mean, as you know, like her, you know, she's, she's been lifting weights her entire life too. Right. But right. I'd like to take a little bit of credit yeah. you know, for like the, the little bit of like a paradigm shift <laughs> totally. on her, her, uh, her, how she trained. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, certainly uh, I, you know, my clientele, I, I don't even think it's a 50, 50 split. I, if I had to wager a guess, it's probably like 60, 40, uh, mm-hmm. female, female, male, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I, I really dig the days when I have three or four women training at the same time. And yes. it's like, you know, Beyonce's blaring and yes, you know, they're know all that. like, like, there's like, there's like, <laughs> like barbells lined up where everyone's deadlifting. I, yeah. I fucking dig that. And yeah. Um, Cause it, I, you know, it's, it's definitely gotten better in recent years. Mm-hmm. Like there are many, many, many more, more women lifting weights and like understanding the, um, the empowerment that comes with that. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's less stigmatized, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. but it it's the stigmatization, uh, the, 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 the fallacies still exist, totally. you know, like, Oh, lifting weights to make you big and bulky or, mm-hmm. you know, lifting weights is only for men or, you know, or whatever. What I mean, I think there's still quite a few women who are, um, indoctrinated into that, into that mindset, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look at the, what happened with the NCAA last week with the, the, the men's, the men's tournament, getting this epic weight room for their, for their athletes and the women's weight room oh. being like three yoga mats and dumbbells up to 30 pounds. Like that's, that's wow. bullshit. Like, and that, that starts at a pretty that's young crazy. age. I remember, yeah. I remember having a conversation with one of my colleagues a few years ago, and she was very frustrated because she was trying to, she was one of the strength and conditioning coaches for a, a local high school. Mm-hmm. And she was very frustrated because she it was hard. It was like pulling teeth and nails to get some of the female athletes into the weight room. Wow. And she would constantly have these conversations with the athletic director, like, listen, women's soccer, women's cross country, women's basketball. Like I am here, like send them, send them in. And apparently the athletic director who was also female was like, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of the women, the the girls are interested in weight training because there's no, there's no female friendly equipment in the weight room. And what she was referring to was cardio equipment. Cause like, this is a, this was a fully stocked, beautiful high school weight room that had like I don't know, five squat racks and like, Oh my gosh. And so, I mean, the mentality starts at an early age, unfortunately, mm. like, like I said, it's gotten better. Totally. Way um, better. Yeah. Yeah. With, with CrossFit and yeah. like, you know, all that, but, but it still exists. So I think oh, it's absolutely. very, you know, in the, in the bulk of the women that usually end up with me are, are self-selecting. Like they, mm. they're either, they already read my stuff or mm-hmm. they are referrals. So they kind of know what they're getting themselves into by the mm-hmm. time they, they walk through my door. Like I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the moniker of my, 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 my business is core. <laughs> yeah. And then underneath that it says, because heavy things won't lift themselves. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, and when you walk in, like you don't see much cardio equipment, there's like right. a, there's like a bike. Right. Um, and I just got a Versa climber. Yes. Um, so there's not a row of treadmills or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like you walk in and people are lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I, I definitely love when I can, uh, flip the switch on some of my female clients mm, that maybe mm-hmm. when they walk in they're there because it is an intimidating space mm-hmm. like for men too mm-hmm. um but like you know they they might want to oh i want to lose 10 pounds or oh i mm-hmm. could never do a chin-up and i i proved it like you can totally do a chin-up like right right uh, we have to we have to progress to it we have right to, you could totally deadlift you know your weight for 10 reps yeah you just have to progress to it um and i and once i get them to latch on to 
a performance-based goal, mm-hmm. that's what provides purpose and intent with their training. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's a reason why, okay, I'm following this program for this set purpose, for these set goals. I know, I know what, why I'm doing these exercises is to attain A, B, and C goals that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I can get somebody to latch onto that, then it's, it's really, it's, it's kind of easy, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like I've in my just little, you know, bubble, sometimes I'll have clients say that to me about like, you know, this is, you know, again, less now, but about lifting heavy or seeing like, you know, uh, female bodybuilders like, oh, I don't want to look like that. And I'm like, do you understand like how much work they actually have to put yeah. in to look like that? Like yeah. it's an insane amount of work. Like yeah. they're dialed into like every macro that they're eating and like the amount of weight that they're lifting, you know, it's like, it's crazy. But, um, when you actually just lift weights consistently, it one, it makes you feel freaking good. You know, that's mm-hmm. why I love lifting weights. It, it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel strong and confident. And even just the confidence that you get from working, you know, with you, someone like you to then be able to go and navigate a gym on your own. Cause it can sure. be intimidating just to walk yeah. into a gym and especially if the weight room separated and it's more male dominated, you know, and now I feel super confident walking around yeah. and like throwing weights on and off. We always joke about that. How some girls say that guys like asking like, Oh, want me to help you deload your like squat rack or something? I'm like, no, no one ever asked me that. I'm like, I'll gladly take the help. <laughs> well, and that, that's, that's it, I like that you brought that up because that is, that's competency one-on-one like that. Mm-hmm. That to me is one of my I, I, I feel like I've done, I've done a good job as a coach. If I can take mm-hmm. a client and they can walk into a gym, any gym and, mm-hmm. and, and, and figure out a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, if I get him or her to that point, I feel like I've done my job well as yeah, a coach. Definitely. Um, you know, and you have done that, but you're still stuck with me. So like, <laughs> I really need people telling me well, what to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's accountability of course. Yeah. And like co- yeah. coaching never really ends, but, totally. but certainly you're, you're, you, I mean, I, I would, I would garner a guess that you, you could easily be a better personal trainer or coach than <laughs> 75 to 80% of personal trainers out there just by proximity. Right. Um, totally. I, and I, I would say that with a lot of my clients, like, you know, yeah. I, I, I jokingly say that my client, I turn my clients into snobs because mm. like they'll walk in, like you've done it numerous times where you're mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, I saw, I saw this person or this trainer doing such and such. That's, uh, I was like, what I was in my head. I was like, what the hell are they doing? And I was just like, I mean, like, to me inside, I, I kind of like, I, it's like, it's like a beacon of light. I'm like, Oh, yeah. cool. Like, yeah, um, totally. So yeah. Well, and I was gonna say, I'm going to circle back to women, but something else that um, is really cool is a lot of your clients are actual trainers. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. it's really important. Like even like you said, co- you need coaching. Even if you sure. are someone who knows all this information, there's still such a level of one accountability, having an objective person, you know, look at your goals, um, which is, is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's another high compliment to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I have a coach write my, write my programs. Mm-hmm. I don't go get coaching from him in person, but he mm-hmm. writes my programs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a fair number of, uh, of my clients that are personal trainers themselves, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Then I really have to be on point. I gotta, like, right. okay, man, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta really be on my game with it, with those, with those really clients. Dial in. <laughs> yeah. And, and getting back to women, um, you also, I've noticed in the last, you know, and I don't know if this is new or not, but, um, have you've trained a lot of women pre and postpartum and through pregnancy. And the like most badass thing in my opinion is watching like a woman who is like 
six, eight months pregnant, like banging out chin-ups. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, that's so badass. Yeah. And I've uh, seen it multiple times in your gym. Yeah. Um, that's actually a demographic that I started working with quite a bit in my previous gym. Because mm-hmm. uh, we uh, we would have numerous professional baseball players training there in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, and they their pregnant wives would, be, <laughs> would come into yeah. the gym as well. And I, I ended up training in numerous uh, women through their first or second or first or second, uh, second pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, not to mention my wife too. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I, I think there's this connotation that there's a, there's a brief, there's a, a minimal connotation, but that mm-hmm. like being pregnant is somehow a disease mm. uh, and that, mm-hmm. you know, Oh my God, you, you, you shouldn't do any effort or doing, mm-hmm. it's like giving birth is fucking effort. Like, <laughs> You know, like, I mean, yeah. you doing, you doing a, a trap bar deadlift with 135 pounds is nothing compared to what you're going to be doing in nine months. Like, right. but let, let's better prepare your body mm-hmm. to be able to endure that and then be able to bounce back quicker totally. once in that postpartum window. I mean, mm-hmm. every pregnancy is different. I mean, there's right. no there. And, and I always go off the lead of the, of the woman, like, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, a, if an exercise feels weird or if, um, you know, any, any day they feel kind of off, like I, mm-hmm. I modify, um, mm-hmm. but really, and then the postpartum area, and that, I mean, that's, that qualifies for a woman who's given birth two weeks ago or two years ago. Yeah. You know, one, once you're postpartum, you're always postpartum. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of manifestations of, um, you know, pelvic floor issues and, and mm-hmm. di- diastasis and that, mm-hmm. that, that go unre- unresolved for numerous years, even years after giving, giving birth. Yeah. that need to be addressed. And that's positional breathing drills. And that's just, um, you know, getting, you know, getting stronger, um, mm-hmm. not, not in a powerlifting sense. So when I right, say getting right. stronger, I'm not saying, Oh, we're doing max effort lifts. And mm-hmm. well, that's not what I'm implying, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, when it comes to like pelvic floor and diaphragm and like the, they're, they, they, there's they, those two interplay quite a bit, um, yeah. the postpartum women, um, you need my, my colleague, Dr. Sarah Duvall, who mm-hmm. was a postpartum godfather, or I don't mm-hmm. know what the female equivalent of or God woman. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, she, she said it, she said it before I said it, but you have to lift shit to fix shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this idea that, you know, you're pregnant, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do, put any effort in or you're postpartum, no effort. You, know, you can only lift, you mm-hmm. can only lift like three pound dumbbells. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, for some people, maybe that's the case. It depends mm-hmm. on their background, their ability level. Like, um, you know, I, I remember getting a little bit of flack with Lisa when I would post videos of her deadlifting. Mm. Um, actually, no, there's a video I posted of her. I think it was maybe, I think she was six or seven weeks postpartum and she mm. hit a pretty heavy bench press. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few people who are like, well, that's just stupid to think that she has to get back to her original body and you're pressuring women to do this and that. And I'm like, it's like, no, we were actually doing an activity that we enjoy doing together. Right. Um, not to mention she was cleared by her gynecologist. Right. Not to mention we've been taking <laughs> six, seven, eight weeks to progress up to this point. Right. Um, and not to mention she fuck? trained through like, her pregnancy like, and like she had, trained through her pregnancy. You know, so it's not um, like she, she was had zero to fifteen years of strength training prior to that. <laughs> right. Like, hello. Yeah. Like, so. But I mean, that's never going to go away. But of course, uh, of course. But certainly, uh, I, I certainly champion. Uh, mm-hmm. um, well-designed, uh, properly progressed strength training. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for, for that, for that demographic. 
Yeah. So if someone's listening and they either are pregnant or postpartum and they're kind of like, I don't know where to start, but I need to start somewhere where, where do you recommend they start? Uh, you mean, well, they can reach out to me if they want. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But in terms of like, and you do uh, just, just to clarify for people who are in Boston, you do in-person training, but you also do online coaching for everyone. I do online coaching. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I would, I would, I would, the caveat would be for someone in that scenario, I would definitely mm-hmm. recommend in-person training. Okay. So, okay. you know, I would, I would direct them to somebody that was close by or, yes. um, cause I, I just think that's just a wiser approach. Totally. Um, but, uh, you know, there's certainly, uh, individuals in, in and around Boston that I would direct them to like, there's, there's some postpartum, uh, specialists, like pelvic floor specialists. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know my, my limitations and my scope of practice. Like I'm not mm-hmm. doing, you know, pelvic floor specific stuff, like in terms of like, you know, hands-on right, right. stuff, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, but, but in terms of like positional breathing drills and stuff right. like that, like I, 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 I can do that, but, um, yeah. uh, you know, certainly there, you know, Dr. Sarah Duvall is a great resource. Mm-hmm. Girls Gone Strong is a great resource. Mm-hmm. They do, they do a bunch of postpartum, uh, specific content. Um, mm-hmm. so, it, so places like that, I would direct awesome. people towards. Yeah. And something you touched on when you were talking with, about, uh, the postpartum situation is that strength training, functional strength training is corrective. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of, a lot of times people think, Oh, I have this injury. I can't train. I got to take time off, but you know, and not in all cases, but in some cases, the solution is actually to work out. Yes. Uh, you know, there, there's a common saying in my neck of the woods where people will say like, Oh, like, um, you know, like such and such is dysfunctional or that's dysfunctional or or that's dangerous. And like really being weak is dysfunctional and dangerous. Totally. Like if you th- if yeah. you think squatting is dysfunctional when you're post- like being weak is actually mm-hmm. a precursor of a lot of nefarious stuff happening down the road. So, um, you know, yes, I do think strength is kind of the the foundation of all these attributes that we're trying mm-hmm. to improve upon. So whether it's whether it's endurance, whether it's power, whether it's mm-hmm. whatever, um, everything kind of has their foundation in strength. And not to mention like. Uh, wear and tear on the body. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. the stronger you are, the less of a perceived exertion you're giving. Mm -hmm. So, and that could, that goes towards just life events. So that could be carrying your groceries from the car inside or picking up your kid or the stronger you are. And I say that in quotations, like I'm not, I'm not saying this in terms of like one rep maxes or anything like that, but um, you know, the stronger you are, uh, you know, it's, it's less, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's less, uh, wear and tear in your joints. Totally. So that's what I mean by it being corrective. It's like, yeah. I think there's this idea. Sometimes people think they might have an issue with their knee or their shoulder or their lower back. Mm-hmm. And they, th- they think they're broken or they're, or they're dysfunctional or something needs fixing that may or may not be the case. Like mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. we do an assessment. Right. Um, but more often than not, if you work on getting just a little bit stronger with, mm-hmm. with patterns, so the hinge pattern, the squat pattern, the overhead pressing pattern, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, the joints get stronger. They can tolerate more stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is corrective. So totally. we don't need it. We don't need like this laundry list of like, you right. know, band exercises and cute little drills that no one ever does or no one gets excited <laughs> to do, yeah. you know, but, but we can, we can, we can sprinkle those in of course, but, mm-hmm. um, but strength training uh, so when you say strength training is corrective, that that's what I mean by that. It can, yeah. it, can it can miraculously fix a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just by being consistent. Totally. Well, I know for me, you know, working behind the chair when I used to, you know, I was like, it's you know, ten hour days that have now evolved 
post COVID into like 12 uh, plus hour uh, days behind the chair. Right. Yes. And you know, my back would, you know, I went through different phases where my back was like, my lower back was killing me. And for me, now that I'm in this consistent, good workout routine, if I go more than two days without doing something without working out, like I'm not, and it's not like, Oh, I go, but I can start to feel it, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I have to do this. Even I have a series of exercises when I come home at the end of the night, like I've, you know, I've taken from your warmups and cool downs and, you know, on a, on a good day, I do them in the morning and the night, you know, but just getting on the ground and doing some dead bugs, doing a little stretching, moving your body after a long day like that is so important and crucial to longevity in your career. Just general happiness, I would argue, (laughs) general comfort Uh, in your own body. I mean, I, there's a saying I use of late, like the trainable menu. So mm. regardless of injury, um, mm-hmm. like I tweaked my back a week and a half ago yeah. doing something completely innocuous. I was bending over <laughs> to pick up a barbell and I, my back seized up on me and I was, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, you were, yeah, you and I yeah. were there the day I did it. I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling so great. I'm going to, um, you know, and I, I still trained. I mean, I didn't, I didn't follow my actual training program, but I still, I found my trainable menu. I found, okay, what can I do Mm -hmm. uh, that's relatively pain-free? And then I know what I can't, like, I'm not going to be doing any heavy deadlifts anytime soon. Although I did deadlift yesterday, pretty pain-free and that was was a week and a half ago. So, um, you know, this idea of trainable menu, I always think it's a nice reframe. So regardless Mm -hmm. of where we're talking to shoulder injury, uh, knee Mm -hmm. injury, whatever, um, you know, we can always work around that. Like I, yeah. I ruptured my Achilles last summer. Like mm-hmm. I was still training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I was training was my, I was training my left leg, like a, like a monster. I was training my upper body, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and I was still, I was even still training my injured side. I was just making mm-hmm. exercise tweaks. So then right. I knew doing that was going to make my rehab that much quicker totally. once I was out of my cast and out of my boot and, and et cetera. So, mm-hmm. um, I just think the, you know, the, the trainable menu is a, is a way of people just taking a little bit of um, power back uh, mm, mm-hmm. uh, with their body. Like, you know, cause I, I, to me, the, the whole idea of rest uh, mm. is rarely the answer. Mm, uh, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know, I, you, you're, I mean, you're a testament to that. Like you yeah. even say, like the, the more sedentary you are, the worse you feel. Totally. Um, and I think a lot of people make that mistake. Like they, they tweak a joint and then they say, like, oh, I'm just going to rest on the couch for a week. And then they just feel yeah. awful after a week. Like you need, you, you got to find something to do. You got to keep moving. So you're, yeah, but you are a big fan of sleep, which is, is a clear oh, distinction, yes. clear yes. distinction here yes. between rest and sleep. Yes. So re- <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of going to bed, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but resting from, from uh, an exercise routine, I, yeah. I mean, and I'm not scared to roll my eyes at clients. Like I get clients all the time, you know, me, oh, you know, I, you know, I have a, I have, you know, a, I have a headache or, I mean, I, and I have to respect them to a degree, of like course, they're not course, making stuff up, but right, right. you know, oftentimes I'll nudge them say, Hey, listen, I, I understand that you're, you're feeling a little off today, but mm-hmm. you know, I can modify your program. We can still get a good session in. And yeah. you know, you're going to feel better once you leave. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can speak to that personally because I've been, you know, with my work precautions, wearing a, a lot of PPE for long hours, yeah. I've been suffering from really bad migraines and the only, you know, I get relief periodically, but if I have a migraine, I know I'll get relief when I work out. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. You know, so I just stay at the gym <laughs> all day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish you could. Yeah. It's like, but, um, 
I mean, and, there, and then, you know, like there's times where you just, you come in just feeling like I can tell mm-hmm. when you walk in, you're like, oh, I'm not feeling it today. You showed mm-hmm. up, which is a, a testament. Half the battle. To yeah. But then totally. I'll, I'll modify it. Like we do the yeah. bloop, bloop, bloop workout. Bloop, bloop, like bloop. it's like, you know, I'll take, <laughs> you know, you might have scheduled, okay, we're supposed to work up to X squats and do some chin ups and mm-hmm. this and that. I'll just say, okay, let's, let's just, let's just get rid of that for today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a list of, I don't know, six to eight exercises that are mostly body weight, mobility. Mm-hmm you know, throwing stuff. Um, yeah. And you're just going to do this as a quick circuit and mission accomplished. You, so you, tell everyone, you, tell everyone what the bloop, bloop, bloop references. So that, <laughs> Lisa came up with that. She there, I there love was, it. There, like whenever she, whenever we're kind of feeling down, like she'll take a sip of coffee or I'll, I'll have a sip of my energy drink <laughs> yeah. and I'll be like, bloop, bloop, bloop. so the, yeah. the, the references, um, uh, super Mario brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So like when little Mario eats a mushroom and he becomes big Mario. <laughs> yeah. So he feels better or he feels, he totally. feels like it. so that's, that's the idea of the, the bloop, bloop, bloop workout. It isn't yeah. to crush you. It's just to make you feel better and just kind of totally. move around a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. And especially in this time where we are limited with our access to, you know, our normal workout routines, it's getting back, which is wonderful that we're starting to get back to being better. But like, even if you're stuck at home, just get on the floor and do a couple movements and get the blood flowing. It always, always feels better. Always feels better. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I guess I, a couple of things I would say, like if someone's just, you know, starting their fitness journey or feeling stuck in their fitness journey, what recommendations would you give to them? So um, uh, honestly, there's, there's one book that is, or two books really that have saved me so much time. Cause like mm-hmm. when, when, when beginners reach out to me and say, Hey, where do I start? I just say, yeah. go to Amazon or go to your local bookstore, pick up mm-hmm. the new rules of lifting. Uh, yes. there's one for men and there's one for women. Okay. Uh, but that, that is an, a nice starting point for anyone. Cause it's going to awesome. give you good, solid information and it's going to yeah. give you, you know, the, the pictures and diagrams and, and mm. progressions and the program mm-hmm. to follow. Um, so yeah, that I, 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 I often send beginners to the, those two books almost all the time. Awesome. And if someone wants to work with you or that's no, that's my website so tonyjemacore.com so mm-hmm. if they're if they're local here in boston um and like like also i i do online coaching although that's that's a little bit more limited because i have to i have to protect my mental uh um acuity yeah uh, I, I i limit the number of spots because i feel like once i get over a certain number of clients the programming mm-hmm. kind of dwindles so mm-hmm. i limit that to 15 which currently mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at but uh mm-hmm. but certainly if anyone is uh um, local to Boston or thereabouts, like certainly reach out to me and, you know, I'll be happy to work with them or point them to someone who can help them out. Yeah, definitely. And for fitness professionals, they want to go to your next seminar. How do they get, oh, how do they get Jeez. that information? That, that'll be a website. <laughs> I mean, at some point I hope to start yeah, booking doing that stuff again. in the fall maybe, but. Uh, Cause you were doing some online stuff, right? You had, an, I just did course. a, I just did a virtual workshop, uh, mm-hmm. the past three weekends, uh, that were, that ended up doing pretty well. So, awesome. um, I, I might, I might play around with that in the mm-hmm. summer or fall. I know Lisa and I were discussing doing one together again. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident that in the fall I'll start to be able to uh, it, certainly in the, in the U S I think travel would be a little bit more of a thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that maybe yeah. London will happen, uh, in October, but, um, awesome. but yeah, I have uh, resources. So complete shoulder hip blueprint, mm-hmm. um, 
trainer's toolbox. These are all, mm-hmm. these are all resources where I do deeper dives into assessment, program design, mm-hmm. uh, coaching up big lifts, stuff like that. So they could also find those on my website as well. Awesome. Yeah. So go to his website, tonygentlecore.com, follow him on Instagram at Tony Gentlecore. I promise you will not be disappointed in the content. It is entertaining. It is information. Especially with the new TikTok I'm going to be putting up soon. <laughs> courtesy <Hey>. of. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, I just made Tony a little TikTok because he's not on the, on the app. And every oh. once in a while, you might get a cameo by me and get me, yeah. get to watch me lift some heavy shit. <laughs> yes. All the time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. I really My appreciate pleasure. your time. I know it's valuable, but I appreciate you being here with us. Thank you. And as always guys thank you so much for listening if you like what you hear leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe to the alexander show podcast on itunes and spotify have a beautiful week and remember i dare you to smile